Moms Have Bad Days, Understanding Postpartum Mood Disorders, the companion podcast to the book by the same name by me, author and host, Erin Simpson. Chapter 12, Training for Professionals and Everyone Else. I've mentioned it throughout this book, and you've likely experienced it yourself, but in general, healthcare professionals who are working with women are grossly undertrained and unprepared to deal with women's mental health issues, postpartum or not. In my OBGYN's office, I never saw a pamphlet or magazine or anything else about postpartum mood disorders, about help or symptoms. There was nothing in there about mental health, period. This has to change. There should be postpartum resources in every general practitioner's office, every pediatrician's office, and especially in every OBGYN's office. It should replace those BMI charts, the Zika checklist, and now the COVID symptoms. I mean, we should keep those in there, but you know what I mean. Along with the other things they put up, there should be a symptom checklist for postpartum mothers. But that won't happen unless we ask for the information, demand it, and then refer them to the resources they need to get better informed. As with much of the information in this book, the most comprehensive training and resource guides I've found come from Postpartum Support International. They hold annual conferences and have trainings throughout the year. They also have pamphlets and other materials that physicians can request. If you are a doctor, nurse, nurse practitioner, therapist, social worker, or any other medical practitioner reading this, please request this information for your office and be a part of doing more for women. No woman should fear telling her doctor what is going on mentally and emotionally postpartum, and women shouldn't fear child protective services being called on them when they confess what they're feeling. It's completely normal for a postpartum woman to be feeling these things. And there, if you just Google it, there are so many cases, more than there should ever be, of women who have gone to their doctor, told them what was wrong, you know, in tears saying, I'm having these scary thoughts, I'm miserable, I can't stop crying. And instead of calling a shrink or a psychiatric facility or the woman's family, they call Child Protective Services. And then the woman is whisked away to the hospital and, you know, she's made to sit there for hours while CPS interview her and her spouse if she has one. It's disgusting and it should never happen and uh don't get me started on CPS so um I know they try but there are so many things they should be focusing on and instead this becomes the issue they do focus on when in reality the woman just needs a shrink maybe some meds um maybe some long-term psychiatric care Uh, but she doesn't need to feel like it's her fault. Um, And I'm not trying to make any of you panic. It just is something that happens mainly in southern, very rural areas. Um, And again, I believe that that happens because of a lack of education on these issues to the people who are supposed to be dealing with them. So you and anyone can request information from Postpartum Support International at postpartum.net. Once there, you can also see upcoming conference info, sign up for a training, request materials, check out their um, library of 
books they recommend, um, you know, and we will all be so grateful. If you're a mom like me who has been through this shit and wants to help others, you can also sign up for a training through PSI and learn how to help. It's not free, but few things are. You can also volunteer um, and uh, volunteer with the Crisis Helpline. Um, that has been truly rewarding, um, and I miss it. I had to stop during COVID because I had two kids at home who needed my undivided attention. Um, and uh, But I intend to go back because it was just very meaningful to be able to be there for these women. Um, you could become a peer mentor, which is what I do now, where you just help one mom um, try to navigate these weird waters. Um, another thing you can do that typically is free or at least affordable and is something that I, I, I think is becoming more common in the medical field at least, but I, I wish for it to be common in anybody who's breathing, um, and that is mental health first aid. And um, this class teaches you how to identify someone in emotional distress and how to help them, who to call for help, and so many other things. Um, it's an amazing resource for people in the healthcare profession, anyone who works in the service industry, um, the police, any if you work in an office around people. I mean, it's valuable information. Um, I mean, you could be in the grocery store one day, someone has a panic attack in the middle of the aisle, and you see it, and, you know, it's nice to know how to help. No one is immune from mental health disorders, and they can strike at any time. It's nice to know how to help people so they actually get the help they need and aren't just taken off in a cop car to wait in jail until they calm down. Mental health is so misunderstood, and it's classes like this that are educating people and giving law enforcement, healthcare professionals, and people in general a glimpse into the complexity of the human mind and the spectrum of mental health disorders. To find a class near you or to sign up to become an instructor, visit www.mentalhealthfirstaid.org. If your office, hospital, or company hasn't offered employees an opportunity to take the mental health first aid, you can talk to your HR representative to get something coordinated. We can all do more when we're armed with the information to do so. Chapter 13, You've Got This. This chapter is for anyone affected by these disorders. Moms, dads, kids, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you've got this. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know it sucks when people tell you have hope. This is just a phase or think positively. I've wanted to punch people for saying all three. This all feels hopeless, hard, and dark, and that's okay. I want you all to trust that you've got this. It's not going to be easy, it's not going to be pretty, and it's not going to be quick. I've met some moms who feel normal, air quotes, nine months into motherhood. I know some moms that just had the baby blues and were able to enjoy the rest of the newborn phase. I also know moms that are still dealing with their illnesses years later, myself included. What's important is that they're still working on it. This is a marathon, not a sprint, and I am sorry for that. You are not alone. Let me say that again. You are not alone. There are women all over the world, especially here in the U.S., who are struggling with this. You are normal, and what you are feeling with these disorders is normal. Those scary thoughts? Normal. The rage? Normal. This struggle? Normal. And you will come out of this to the other side. 
please don't beat yourself up for having a shit day, week, or month. No one cares that it's been a few days since you've showered or that the dishes are piling up in the sink. And if they do care, you can tell them to fuck right off and take care of it themselves. Okay. Did you wake up and take care of the kids today? Make sure you ate something and maybe brush your teeth? That's enough. Did you simply just wake up today and make sure the kids were fed? That's enough. Did you go to work, pump, and come home exhausted at the end of the day? You're a fucking boss. You are a fucking boss for showing up every single day at work or at home. Or at work and at home. And if you just suffered a miscarriage but got up out of bed and still did anything you needed to do, you're incredible. You are a woman. Your body and your mind were made for incredible things. While your brain may be slow to catch up to this greatness, it will catch back up. With therapy, medication, and whatever else works for you, your brain will get back to you. Soon, your body and your brain will start going through the motions together instead of seemingly fighting each other on a daily basis. We'll all have setbacks. You'll have bumps and moments of rage you didn't see coming, but you'll be more like yourself again, and that's what's important. Bad days are just part of the process, so don't beat yourself up. And for anyone who needs to hear this, you are loved, you are wanted, you are worthy, you are strong, you are a fucking goddess. You've got this. If you want to find the resources and the um, studies mentioned and articles mentioned in the book, um, you can, I, there's a whole final chapter, chapter 14, is all of the references to anything that I um, quoted or used in the writing of this book. And then um, I also include the Edinburgh screening, the postnatal depression scale. Um, and let's see, there's also the patient health questionnaire, um, the PHQ-9, the, that's the patient depression questionnaire. So that's all in there. Um, and there's probably some other things that I skipped over. There's some great survivor stories. Um, so if you feel like it, absolutely zero pressure. But if you feel like it and you feel like this would be a good tool to have on hand, you can find a copy of the book on my website at goodmomshavebaddays.com. It'll link you to, the, um, to buying it on Amazon and where there's an option also to get it on um, ebook. So that's great. And um, I just want to take a second to, um, on the off chance that my beloved therapists from the last six years hear this, um, and in case you're listening and you live in Charlotte or the Dallas area of Texas, I cannot praise Dr. Thorne and Dr. Holzhauer in Charlotte enough. They are the first two women who diagnosed me and treated me for my postpartum depression and they are true lifesavers. And then um, Dr. Thien in Louisville, Texas, what a godsend. I went to her begrudgingly after my husband said, hey, you should go see a different psychiatrist because the one you're seeing now is not really helping you. Um, and he was right. And Dr. Thien kind of figuratively shook me by the shoulders and, uh, you know, had some hard truths with me and 
listened and then got me on my way to healing um, in conjunction with my therapist, Dr. Hart in Highland Village. She was fantastic and I miss her and I wish there weren't um, laws about licensing so that I could continue to talk with her in North Carolina. So um, just all that to say that without those four women really listening and hearing what I was going through and finding the you know specific things that worked for me, I would certainly be lost. Um, so just thank you, thank your therapists, find a therapist. You can find one through Postpartum International. They have a great directory of people who have actually gone through their trainings, um, as well as therapists who are just strictly, you know, working with postpartum women and families. Um, you can also use the Psychology Today uh, Therapy Finder, where you can plug in your insurance and um, other you know, special requests, and it'll narrow it down for you. I've used both of those resources, and they've been fantastic. So um, just don't give up. Keep doing the work. And, um, you know, as PSI says, you're not alone. This is not your fault, and you will get better. Lots of love. Bye. While this is the end of the book, Good Moms Have Bad Days, Understanding Postpartum Mood Disorders, it is not the end of the podcast, um, which for you may or may not be a good thing. I'm excited about it. There's a ton of issues affecting families um, that I would love to delve into. A lot of things that my the journalist side of me has been working on, compiling some research on for the last couple of years that I'm excited to share. Um, and, uh, you know... We'll just keep on keeping on and see where this thing takes us. Um, so in a week or two, I'll have a brand new episode with um, lots of good stuff, I hope. And, um, you know, thanks for being here. As always, you can find my book and other info at goodmomshavebaddays.com. You can email me at goodmomshavebaddays at gmail.com. And please follow me on Instagram at goodmomshavebaddays.com. I'm usually available for a chat um, or just, you know, whatever. And I often will pitch a question to the f my followers and um, ask for their input for upcoming episodes. So uh, please check me out there. And um, just be good to yourselves, and I'll talk to you soon. Hi again, and welcome back to Good Moms Have Bad Days. Um, today we're going to do the last two chapters of the book and um, just kind of wrap things up so that we can dive into all sorts of new stuff in the next few weeks. Um, so enjoy and as always feel free to reach out goodmomshavebaddays um, at gmail.com, goodmomshavebaddays.com or on Instagram at goodmomshavebaddays and if you or someone you love is in crisis Please remember you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741, or you can reach out to the Postpartum International, um, Postpartum Support International helpline. Uh, you can text HELP to 800-944-4773, or you can call that same number 
800-944-4773, and um, a trained volunteer will get in touch with you shortly. Um, and yeah, enjoy the last two chapters of the book.